Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio, airing five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right here on Ground Zero Dot Radio and the Aftermath FM app. If you'd like to listen to The Secret Teachings after the show airs, you can search the show name on any radio or podcast player or application. You can listen to the show there for free, and I believe you can also download it. I'd really appreciate if you leave us a little review if you're using Apple Podcasts or any other player like that. Otherwise, you can go to our website at thesecretteachings.info, subscribe to the full archive without any advertisements, plus you get montages, plus you get my digital books and a private RSS feed. When you support us, you keep us on air again five nights a week, Monday through Friday. You allow us to do the kind of research and the types of shows that we do here on The Secret Teachings. Last night was a really powerful show, I think, and we got a lot of good feedback from it. Really uh, fun show to do, kind of uh, unique, because we talked a lot about theoretical physics, but also about the possibilities of the fusion announcement yesterday being used for political reasons and having nothing to do with energy or technological advancement in and of itself. And of course, on Monday this week, if you haven't checked out that show, it's of course in the archives. It is a show we did with our long-term co-host, Mike D, called Devil on Your Shoulder, Satan on Your or Satan in Your Ear. The subtitle. And uh, that show, I think that promo got censored or got removed from Facebook. So if you didn't see that promo or listen to that show Monday, it is in the archive and it's a really good show on the church of what I call it the church of hell or the satanic temple. So you want to go back and check that out along with last night's show. Tonight's show is maybe not so heavy. I was really thinking of a name for the show and it kind of hit me as I was falling asleep last night. I thought, you know, I've, I was thinking of Christmas shows because we do a lot of Christmas themed shows as we approach Christmas today, of course is Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. And uh, it's a movie I don't particularly like, but Eight Crazy Nights came to my mind. And I thought, how could I do a Christmas show um, about the Transportation Security Administration? Because there's something that the TSA is doing, uh, and no pun intended, they're flying under the radar. And it's something that, um, no matter how uh, unbelievably invasive it is, A lot of us, in fact, most of us, I think virtually everybody has forgotten about the TSA. And I remember even in my lifetime what it was like to fly without being fully groped and, you know, fully put through the the ringer, as they say, uh, the scanner or the pat downs, etc. So the TSA right now, we're going to talk about this in detail. The TSA is rolling out additional biometric scanners. And I thought, you know, I've, I've, I've flown very little in my lifetime, and I've only flown well, less than 10 times in the last, well, it's been probably four or five years. I, I've flown eight times, you know, going somewhere and coming back. I went to contact in the desert, and then I went to Florida twice, and then I flew to Pennsylvania for a wedding a few weeks ago. So I've flown eight times, and I just thought, eight crazy flights. So I'm just going to name the show that and make a clever little promo picture. So that's where the show name came from tonight. 
And I was thinking about the TSA. I, I had seen a, when I was out of town over the weekend, I saw a, a news clip uh, just flipping through the, the news. I saw a news clip that the facial recognition uh, is going to change the way we fly. It's going to make it easier to fly. It's going to make it more efficient. You know, all the things they tell us, we, we always hear these same terms. It's the TSA makes the airports safer, more secure, more effective, right? Vaccines are safe and effective. Elections are safe and effective and secure, just like airports. The vaccines are secure. I mean, all of these things, the airports with the TSA, the vaccines with Moderna and Pfizer, elections, all of these things are so safe, they're so secure, and they're so effective, and they're largely effective because those words imply one thing to the common people. I'm a common person myself. They imply one thing to us. I know what they imply. They imply that nothing could go wrong. Everything is great. There's no danger. There's no violation of basic human rights. There's no constitutional violations. There's no problem. There's no side effects. There's no fraud. So these words mean one thing to the common person. To those that use them, well, they don't really mean anything at all. They're just shields that the TSA or Pfizer or some government official or the media use to make you feel more secure, more safe. It's always about safety, security, and whether or not something is effective. So I listened to this news story, and it was all about how you don't have to opt into it. That's how it always starts. You don't have to opt into it. It's totally optional, totally optional. And if you choose to opt into the facial recognition, it'll make your airport security check easier. So basically, you walk into the airport, you would scan your face on the machine, it prints out your luggage tag, and then instead of going to the TSA official and showing them your ID, it's going to be a national ID soon. They say it's not a national ID because they don't like that name because of what it implies. But then if you read their web website, the real ID, which has been decades in the making, uh, they keep putting it off. The real idea is like it's a card to represent you as it's your identity card, you know, nationally. But it's not a national ID card. It's just an identity card that helps you to get across the country and helps you to cross state lines. So it's a national ID card. No, it's not a national ID card. It's an identity card that's national, you know, <laughs> you're not a doctor, you're a health maintenance professional. So you go through the TSA and rather than rather than them look at your boarding pass and your ID, you're going to look at another camera and then the camera decides, okay, based on the file that we have of your photograph, your passport, whatever it is, um, you're clear. And then you can go to the boarding area and instead of giving the ticket to or having your phone and scanning it, uh, giving your ticket to the ticket collector, ticket scanner, you just look at another camera. So this is like three cameras if you're checking a bag that you look into and it scans and then it waits a second and you see it loads and then it goes ding. Your little green check mark comes up and you're ready to fly. Little green check mark, just like those green and red check marks that some countries like China were using, where if you were green, you were good to go. You could go out in public maybe if the government was feeling like they wanted to let you do that that day. But if you got a red mark, well, 
they came to your house and they put you in a box and they took you away. I actually saw one of those videos the other day of a Chinese airport and there was a Chinese man inside of a little box and they had him basically rolled through the airport because it's all about shame. It's basically a modern struggle session. This man has COVID. Don't know if he was actually sick. He just tested, quote, positive. So they rolled him through the airport to shame him, put him through a struggle session. And you look at those Chinese airports, my God. I mean, the, you know, the fact that they can't get their planes to, to function properly, uh, and you routinely see plane crashes in China uh, or suicides, uh, pilots that crash the planes intentionally. This happens a lot in China. Uh, they're more concerned with, at their airports, anal swabs, masks, and if you test positive for something, even though you're not sick, they put you in a box and they shame walk you through the airport. And I can't help but think that's what American airports are looking like more and more and more and more and more. In fact, you know, it's weird that we just have, I think, forgotten completely. We, we just don't like collectively and individually, it's something I don't even think about a lot. We don't really think much about the Transportation Security Administration. We don't really think anything about it because it's just become normal. The, the TSA's assumption of guilt over innocence is just a small cog in the incremental ero erosion of perceived rights in the name of safety, security, and effectiveness. We've become so accustomed to checkpoints, so accustomed to pat-downs, body scans, and detainment, being detained because, well, you know, they thought you had a bomb in your backpack. We've become so accustomed to these things that it's hardly a matter of realization, let alone interest or concern for anybody. Nobody cares. I mean, I know people now that they don't, they used to opt out of the machines, the scanners. Now they don't even do that. It's just, I'll just go through it. It's faster. We go back to where this all came from. It was all sold to the public, a public that was terrified, traumatized, and terrorized after 9-11. Trauma-induced bodily and mental control. And I also thought that it's appropriate to bring this up tonight. It's December 14th. It's a week after uh, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. But Pearl Harbor, of course, December 7th, 1941. It's the 80th anniversary this year, as of last week. And some of you will probably remember, might have forgotten this as well, the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor this year Reminds us of Franklin D. Roosevelt's executive order, the infamous executive order, 9066. Executive order 9066 incarcerated nearly every person of Japanese descent, including U.S. citizens, in isolated concentration camps in the United States. Why? Well, because, well, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, so anybody who was Japanese, even if they were American citizens, even if they had a clean record and never did anything wrong in their lives, maybe they didn't even jaywalk across the street, well, they were suspicious and they had to be detained and their rights had to be suspended. It was just a few weeks, a few months after Pearl Harbor. This was uh, February 19th, 1942, Pearl Harbor was uh, December 7, 1941. So this is a few weeks, a few months later. President Roosevelt signed that executive order. 
with the stated intention of preventing espionage on American shores. So military zones were created in California, Washington, and Oregon. Pretty much military zones still today over COVID-19, right? Uh, And these were states, of course, that had large populations of Japanese Americans. The Roosevelt Executive Order forcibly removed those Americans who had Japanese ancestry, even if they're American citizens, even if they never did anything wrong in their lives, removed them forcibly from their homes and took them to internment camps. The majority of the 120,000 people were mostly American citizens. That is a piece of history that we tend to forget about. Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941. Within a few weeks, Franklin Roosevelt signs Executive Order 9066, Execute Order 66. They establish military zones in states with large Japanese-American populations, and they forcibly removed. They didn't request it. It wasn't a recommendation. They forcibly, physically removed Japanese-Americans from their homes and took them to camps, the majority of which were American citizens. Now, that was a gross violation of due process. That was a gross violation of presidential power, a gross violation of congressional power. Congress didn't do anything about it. It was a gross violation of basic human rights, of basic civil liberties. And it's a piece of history that, although you might gloss over it in history class, it's not considered to be that important. Maybe it's because, well, the United States did that, so we kind of want to forget about it, right? In the same way that you don't really hear much about the anniversary of Hiroshima or Nagasaki. This year was the 77th anniversary, August 6th, August 9th, 1945. Probably the same reason. You don't hear a lot about Hiroshima or Nagasaki because, well, we did that to the Japanese and it's embarrassing and we don't want to think about that history. But we should think about that history. We should remember Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We should remember the Japanese internment camps. And we should remember those types of things every time we take a flight. Every time we go through the TSA. What can the TSA do to you that otherwise would be a violation of your most basic human rights, civil liberties, etc. It's under the presumption that if you want to fly, if you want to travel with modern technology across state borders or across international borders, then you need to be touched. You need to be photographed naked through millimeter wave scanners. You need to have your bags dumped out. And you need to have this done by people who largely... I'm not saying everybody, okay? Most of the people that work at the TSA probably aren't convicted of crimes. But the TSA has a long history of hiring people who are convicted of sexual assault, of pedophilia, even in some cases. I've I've read that, which is unbelievable. Kind of like the Catholic Church policy. Kind of like Disney's policy. And of people that are, well, they're they're criminals. Or in some cases, um, they deal in drugs. In fact, the TSA... Agent recently, just a few days ago, was uh, arrested because, well, they were using their clearance to traffic drugs through the airport. It's not just one person. The TSA is like the Catholic Church. It's like Disney. It attracts thieves and criminals. It attracts people 
that want to violate you and want to violate the elderly and want to violate children. And, and they're on this, you know, this compulsive power trip, right? At least that's what it seems like from the outside looking in. And it doesn't matter if you're American or if you're Japanese or if you're Japanese American or whatever you are, you get touched the same. You get treated the same. You get treated like a common criminal, right? You could possibly be detained without any reason given and held beyond your flight. So you miss the flight. Just a little power trip. I told the story a few months ago when when, uh, my fiance Hope and I, we went out of town to a wedding and we, go, we went to the airport here in Tucson very early. Uh, the flight was very early. I like to take really early flights. You know, the airport's not as busy, and you get in earlier, and you can usually get you know, a little more time wherever you're going to kind of relax. So we go to the airport really early. It's like 5, 4.35 a.m., and uh, the TSA screening was very open, and I had told Hope, and she, she was going to as well. I'm not sure she'd have done it if she was by herself. I, I assume she would. I think she's done it before, but we opted out of the body scanners. And uh, usually I say, I'd like to opt out of the radiation boxes, please. And I don't know, it's like 50-50. They'll say, those aren't radiation. There's no radiation, sir. And I say, oh, really? Well, I have the documents here from Johns Hopkins. And and I usually pull the documents out. This time I didn't need to do that. They said, okay, just go stand over there. You know, these people were just waking up. They're probably very tired, didn't have coffee yet. So they don't really care. Just go stand over there. Sometimes they threaten you, though. It's like that intimidation. It's going to be a long time you know, before you can get someone to pat you down. And they couldn't do that because we were there so early. Nobody was in line. So we go stand over there, right? And uh, again, I told this story, so I'm not going to rehash the whole thing. But I go, I'm, I'm, I'm being patted down. Um, and my pat down consists of, you know, we gotta t- we ha- I got to tell you, you know, the rules. And I got to tell you where I'm going to touch you. And I gotta, I'm going to meet resistance. And I say, well, I'm immediately resisting. <laughs> I mess with them, right? And they always get so angry. And I said, why don't I just pop my shirt off? I'll just pop the shirt off. Oh, you can't take your shirt off, sir. There are children around. And I said, well, then why are you touching me inappropriately in front of children? And the funny thing is there weren't any children there. There was like nobody in, nobody in line. It was like five o'clock in the morning. I actually recorded this. I have the audio of it. So this guy gets really upset. And the irony in the whole thing is this was on the anniversary of 9-11 we, we flew because the wedding we went to was on september 11th this year so we went through the tsa checkpoint i get patted down i get into an argument with the guy he eventually just says whatever barely touches me and walks away um hope is still being patted down her pat down was started before mine and was still going after mine by some old lady who was following the rules and the ironic thing about all this is we didn't notice it until we got back to tucson but Hope works uh, at a place where she uses a box cutter sometimes. And she had a box cutter, she, a little tiny one that she has on her keychain. And we didn't realize this until we got back. She literally, accidentally, took the box cutter through the TSA checkpoint. So they patted us down, and I get into an argument with this guy. She's getting a pat down, and they don't find anything because what are they going to find And yet they allow her keys, her key ring with an actual box cutter on September 11th, uh, the weekend. It was September 10th we flew, I think it was, 9th of the 10th. But the weekend of September 11th, the anniversary, she literally took a box cutter through TSA and they didn't see it. They didn't say anything. It went right through the little luggage car wash. They should have been paying attention. Nobody else was in line. And we took a box cutter through the TSA. So it's a joke. 
It's a joke today like it was a joke 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And now the TSA has quietly announced that they will be expanding facial recognition technology in major airports to verify a passenger's identity using computers. And this is an opt-in service, just like when I opted into the um, I'd like to receive no paper ballots here in Arizona. I'd like to vote in person. And then they opted me out of that. Or I should say I, I opted um, out of receiving those early ballots and they opted me into it anyway, according to the county recorder. So you have to opt into this service. You have to opt into the facial recognition, right? And you also have to apparently sign up for the TSA's extortion package, which is the pre-check, because Muhammad Atta wouldn't have paid 100 bucks to be pre-checked. Uh, although the TSA claims they keep none of your information on record, they always say that. They also contradict that claim because they tell you in order to have the biometric scan work, you have to upload a photograph of yourself. I believe it's a passport is the, is the main one they accept that is kept in their system. But, but then they just boldly lie and tell you, no, we don't keep any of your information. Well, it's like, at the very least, you're keeping that photo on file, are you not? Oh, it's just one photo. Well, you just said you didn't keep any information on file. Well, we keep one photo. Well, you lied to me. And this is what they do over and over and over and over and over again. They boldly lie. Since, since this was the same narrative that was used about the body scanners. Remember those body scanners? And we were told, no, they don't store any of the photos. And then you had an agent here, an agent there. There were celebrities, you know, like LAX airport. Some female celebrity would go through. They'd get basically a naked shot. And one, one, I remember this one story. One of the TSA agents asked, they printed the photograph out or the scan out and asked the celebrity, will you sign this naked photo of yourself? Totally psychotic people. Totally psychotic. And then we learned, well, uh, you know, a lot of us were, were right when we speculated that they were keeping the photographs. And it turns out they were keeping the photographs. And then what's about 11 years ago, uh, I just pulled this article up today, full body scanner, naked pictures eliminated with new TSA software. So they weren't keeping pictures. But then when we found out they were keeping pictures, they had to work to eliminate those pictures with a new software that basically um, shows what looks like a chalk outline rather than the naked uh, images you know, of the body in general. Uh, and then I also read this. This is a, a news story, December 13th. This was yesterday. TSA working to fix gender-biased technology. Is airport security technology inherently gender-biased? Transportation Security Administration admits the screening process is more challenging for transgender and non-binary folks than cisgender travelers. Now the TSA is spending millions to set up non-binary screening systems. What could go, what could go wrong? Transgender screening systems, that's going to be fun. I might just opt into that next time. I don't know what that's going to entail. If you're transgender, do you just get to walk through? You know, the, depending on the level of your skin color or your sexuality, sexual preferences, gender, do you get special preferential treatment at the airports? I don't know. We're going we're gonna to look at this tonight on The Secret Teachings. When we come back from break, I'm going to play you. I've got NBC News here, one of several. How facial recognition will change the way that you fly, that you travel. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com, tst underscore underscore radio on Twitter, and facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Please grab my books. Please subscribe to the show. We have a discounted subscription until the end of the year. Just two more weeks now. 
for the holiday season, www.thesecretteachings.info. We'll be back. The Secret Teachings Radio Show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings. Keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. You put your shoes in this, you put your bag in that, you put your personal items in a tiny plastic bag. I do the pokey pokey and I touch you all around. That's what it's all about. Hi, I'm from the TSA, the only government agency that can check the status of both your flight and suppository. Not familiar with TSA security regulations? Well, come on! You put your arms like this, you spread your legs like that, we send the pictures back and maybe through the internet. We do the pokey pokey and we touch you all around. That's what it's all about. And while we check out pictures of your naked body, we're also checking out the contents of your bag. Ooh, looks like somebody's about to wage a jihad against plaque. Please put your shoes in this. Please go take off your shoes. It seems we can't communicate with anything that's wearing shoes. We do the pokey pokey and we touch it all around. That's what it's all about. And if you're not comfortable with the government taking naked pictures of your body, no problem. Here's how you opt out. You put your rights in that, your dignity in this. I rub you up and down because you don't want the naked pics. I do the pokey pokey and I touch you all around. That's what it's all about. And here at TSA, we're always employing the latest in terrorist profiling procedures. Like these. We touch a kid like that. We grope a kid like this. We touch them up and down because they might be terrorists. We do the pokey pokey because we somehow are allowed. That's what it's all about. You're welcome, America. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. For some reason, we can't communicate with anybody who's wearing shoes. <laughs> That's the TSA pokey pokey. I have no idea where that came from. I just remember that I used to play that on occasion on the old radio show 
I have that in my file here from 2012, 2013. Used to play that. And I also have the TSA Grandma Got Indefinitely Detained and the TSA Help Wanted. I'll play those kind of as little montages throughout the show tonight. What I have for you in this segment is NBC News. How facial recognition will change the way you travel. That's what the TSA is announcing. That they are essentially expanding biometric facial recognition scanners. And they're doing this to, quote, verify a passenger's identity. And they're doing it with computers. You don't even need to talk to a human. Come into the airport, scan your face. There's a luggage tag printed out for you. You go through the checkpoints. You have to opt into this facial recognition, by the way. And you can only opt in if you've paid for the TSA's extortion package, which is the pre-check, because Mohammed Atta would not have been able to find 100 bucks for the pre-check line. And then you go up to this camera, and it looks at you, and it says, yep, that's you, green check mark. Like you're not testing positive for COVID, right? It's like that movie uh, I Am Legend where they did the scan and then it gives you the green check mark, right? Or maybe they did that in Contagion as well. So you get the green check mark, you go through. Look at that. You don't have to take your shoes off, facial recognition. You don't even have to talk to a human. You're above that. If you have pre, uh, pre-check, you're above that. You don't have to stand in line with the proles. You can go beyond that. You don't have to take your shoes off, your belt off. You can just walk right through with whatever explosives you have strapped under your suit. So then you get through that and you get on the plane through the same process. You just show your face and there it is. You get a green check mark and you're on the plane. You don't have to talk to those pesky workers that are below you. Here's NBC News explaining it and see how many times you can count the news reporter, quote unquote, say, First, you have to remove your mask. It's kind of humorous, but it's also, in my opinion, very sinister, very dark. It's NBC News, and this was, um, this is one of the ones from uh, last year. This was a year ago they published this, but now they have another, another uh, biometric facial recognition expansion. So this is happening essentially, well, every year. They are expanding their TSA biometric facial recognition. Here's NBC News. Just in time for the holiday travel rush, Delta Airlines and the TSA taking facial recognition to the next level. State-of-the-art technology rolling out here in Atlanta, also Detroit. For those who opt in, no more scanning your paper ticket or mobile boarding pass. All you'll need is your face. Passengers will check in using the phone app with their passport photo on file. Once here, no need to show your driver's license to an agent. Simply walk up to the kiosk, drop your mask. The camera then compares your face with the photo on file and spits out your bag tag. Put the bag on the belt and off it goes. Okay, so you go in, you scan your face, you remove the mask. That's number one. And then it spits out a bag tag and then you send your bag in and you're all good to go, right? But here in about 30 seconds to a minute, they're going to tell you that they don't actually store any of your photos. They don't store any of your information. Well, then how do they have a photo on file to do the biometric facial recognition? Doesn't make any sense, but take a listen. To join the program, you must be a Delta SkyMiles member and have TSA pre-check. Then just upload your passport. Security checkpoints also get easier. 
Once you're in the TSA pre-check lane, you simply walk up to the camera, take off your mask. And come on through. And you're through. Number two. The TSA says biometric scanners are faster and more accurate than manually checking IDs, speeding passengers through airports and onto planes. When you show up at your gate, no phone, no ticket. You simply walk up to the camera, take off your mask. Number three. Welcome aboard, sir. And he got the green check mark. A lot of people may be concerned about their photograph in your system for privacy reasons. Absolutely. We, in fact, do not store any imagery of any customer. All we do is once this kiosk takes your photo, it maps that photo with what Customs has in their database based on your passport information. Soon, Delta and the TSA plan to expand to New York's LaGuardia Airport, Minneapolis, LAX, and other hubs, taking facial recognition from the curb to the jet bridge. Tom Costello, NBC News, Atlanta. Thanks, Tom. Tom really helped us out, helped us to understand what the TSA is doing. So you just have to take your mask off. That's one of the main things that Tom kept saying there. You have to take your mask off, scan your face, take your mask off again, scan your face again, take your mask off a third time, scan your face again. Got to make sure that mask stays on the whole time. Don't want that mask to fall off because if that mask falls off, you're going to die in the airport. But you can take it off in line so a computer can scan your face. Uh, I don't really get uh, how viruses work, but uh, I'm not a scientist. So you take your mask off and you go through this little TSA pre-check. That's what you have to have. You have to have the pre-check. You have to be extorted, pay that extra money uh, so you can be better than everybody else. Now, that was a year ago. It's NBC News. Here is Fox 13. I originally saw this story out of Phoenix. Fox 13 News. And this is updated yesterday. Uh, I believe it was from three days ago originally. The TSA is expanding facial recognition technology again. So it's year after year, and it's right around the holiday season usually. Here it is. Facial recognition software at security checkpoints. That technology already being used at 16 major airports, including SeaTac. It quickly verifies your passenger photos to cut down on wait times, but critics worry that the system is racially biased and inaccurate. TSA telling the Washington Post that experts are working on a project that will help cut down on the number of people who are misidentified. So it's it's racially biased. The TSA facial recognition biometric systems are racially biased. I don't know what that means. What are they are they finding people that are Muslim and you know it's they're getting the the red X and it's saying that they're terrorists or is it saying that you know like some of those uh, photo facial recognition uh, things that they've done before on like Facebook where it says uh, yes this black person is a monkey uh, is it is it that like, they don't they didn't really explain what it was what what's happening so what we have here is the TSA in 2021 expanding their facial recognition system, starting it out in Atlanta, moving it to LaGuardia, I believe was the airport and a few other airports. Fast forward a year later, and there's TSA facial recognition in 16 airports. Don't forget to wear your mask. And as they continue to roll this technology out, the concern is it's racially biased. Not only is the computer racially biased, but the full body scanners And the facial recognition and the pat-down system, all of it, is also gender-biased. And it's not my opinion. That's not a joke. According to this article here, this is, I believe this is a CBS affiliate, WCAX Channel 3. 
TSA working to fix gender bias technology. So the technology is racist and it's biased. Now, I don't know about you, but without even listening to these clips, without even reading these articles, this is hilarious. This is ridiculous. So you want people to feel more safe and secure. And you want people to feel as if the terrorists aren't going to get them, right? So you have them patted down. You have them dump out their bags. You have them go through millimeter wave scanners where you can't hide stuff. It doesn't even catch everything. You lie about how the scanners keep naked photographs. Then you say we're getting rid of the naked photographs that we didn't keep in the first place. Then they roll out facial recognition technology. And as they're doing all of this to make you feel safe and secure and you think it's more effective, safe, secure, and effective, that's always the, the, the terminology, that's always the, the words they use. Now they're telling you, well, even the machines are racist. Even the machines are bias when it comes to things like gender. This is December 13th, 2022, CBS Channel 3. W-C-A-X. For joining us, I'm Christina Gesford. Is airport security technology inherently gender biased? <laughs> the Transportation Security Administration tells us the answer is yes. That means the screening oh my process God. is more challenging for transgender and non-binary. Because the computers can't figure out what you are when you have a male face, which is different than a female face, and then as the male face is, you know, inherently different and the female face is inherently different, um, when you have a male face and you're dressed like a woman or you have a female face and you're dressed like a man, the computers can't even figure it out. OK, I can't figure it out. It confuses children. It crosses wires. And even the advanced AI technology can't figure out what the hell is happening. It is a gender bias technology. Did you know that computers can be racist? Did you know that computers can be gender biased? I mean, we've even exported Marxist culture onto computer systems now. It's it's just it's absolutely wild. It's kind of hard to imagine. Travelers, Channel 3's Rachel Mann has been digging into this issue and joins us live from the Burlington Airport with what she's learned. Rachel. Rachel's not wearing a mask. Christina, the technology currently used by TSA takes a very binary approach to screenings. Because that's what is in nature. Uh, this woman's name is Rachel Mann, so that's also very discriminatory. This girl also looks like she's 12 years old, so I doubt that she knows much of what's going on at the TSA. She's probably not old enough to remember what it was like to fly without having a hand put up your rear end, but nevertheless, Rachel Mann. This means that non-cisgender individuals are much more likely to be pulled aside for often embarrassing physical pat-downs. One lawmaker with first-hand experience... Why, hold on a second. Why is it just the, the non... Pat-downs. What does she call them? The non-cisgender... likely to be pulled aside approach to screenings. This means that non-cisgender individuals... Non-cisgender individuals. Okay, what about me? Okay? I don't know what they would call me. What do you call me? Am I cis? Am I... What am I? But I'm always patted down. Every time I go to the airport, I'm patted down because I always opt out of the machine. But because I opt out of the machine because I don't want a naked photograph taken, I don't want to be irradiated. It's millimeter wave. It's basically 5G. They've used these for, for what decades now. They ban them in Europe because they're dangerous. They ban them in large parts of Canada because they're dangerous. Most airports don't use the millimeter wave scanner. So I'm always getting patted down. I even got detained for like 30 minutes at Palm Springs Airport. 
I might tell you that story later. I got detained for like 30 minutes. They dumped out my bag and they're going through everything. I'm like, it's a bag full of books. What, 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 what are you looking for? What do you think I have on me? Oh, sir, the machine said, the machine said, well, the machine said you might have had a, a, a substance on you. It's like, well, I washed my hands. I mean, like, I, I, what, what, what are you looking for? You never find anything. Oh, they find guns. Well, I, I clearly don't have a gun. So what are you looking for? We're looking for powders and creams and we're looking for all. So I got detained for 30 minutes. I'm patted down every time I go to the airport. It's not just non cisgender, non-binary people. But again, they matter more than me. So let's go back a to very Rachel Mann. approach to screenings. This means that non cisgender individuals are much more likely to be pulled aside for often embarrassing physical pat downs. One lawmaker with firsthand experience is calling for change. OK, so it's just when the non cisgender binary people get pulled aside that it's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing when you watch your wife or you watch your husband or you watch your kids or you watch, you know, your grandma or grandpa in a wheelchair. It's not embarrassing when they get patted down. It's only embarrassing when someone who's not heterosexual gets patted down. OK, makes sense. As I went through the scanner, the alert went off that uh, the TSA agents needed to check uh, my groin area. Winooski Representative Taylor Small is Vermont's first transgender legislator. She says every time she flies out of the Burlington airport, she's pulled aside for a physical pat down, most recently in November as she left for D.C. Everyone knew. I knew exactly what was happening. The TSA agents knew what was happening in that moment. And yet they felt the necessity to go through that protocol. So I guess they're going to need to hire transgender agents now. Because if you're a man with a penis, but you identify as a woman, who pats you down? Because traditionally, it's like a police pat down, right? If you're a man, they get a guy. If you're a woman, they get another woman. But I'm guessing if you're transgender, you know, if you're a woman, but you're also identifying as a man, or if you're a man identifying as a woman, who are they going to get to pat you down? It's kind of confusing, right? Nonetheless. Small tweeted about her experience receiving dozens of public and private responses from people who can relate to the experience. It really is an uncomfortable process. And Thank you, TSA, says Representative Taylor Small, for transphobic screening processes. How about thank you, TSA, for violating due process of law, for violating my most basic fundamental rights, for touching me, for touching my kids, for throwing my bags up against the wall, for dumping them out, for detaining me and dumping my bags out and going through them, looking for things that you're not going to find. Thank you, TSA, for violating what it means to be an American citizen and what it means to have a constitution and what it means to be a human living on planet Earth functioning in a civil society with civil liberties. Thank you for violating that. No, instead, it's transphobic. That's the screening process. It's transphobic. It's not a violation of your most basic human rights. It's just transphobic. And I felt very lucky that at the time there were not a lot of folks traveling, that it wasn't this public affair. TSA's executive director for traveler engagement, Jose Bonilla, says this isn't a new trend. Step right up, please. The way that we've operated the system is specifically based on blue button if the individual is perceived by the officer to be male, pink button if the individual is perceived um, by our officer to be female. What if they're two-spirit? 
You're going to have to have an officer for that, too. I mean, it's more likely that transgender or gender nonconforming individuals get flagged. That's correct. That's what we've seen. Data shared with us by TSA shows of the 26,000 screening complaints they receive annually, just more than 6% are from members of the LGBTQ plus community. Okay, so this is the TSA's own numbers. They receive, on average, 26,542 complaints. Okay, civil rights complaints, 3,068. Transgender complaints, 128. Sexual orientation, 35. So the mainstream media, CBS and other news outlets, are more concerned over less than 200 people complaining than they are about the 3,000-plus individuals who, like myself and hopefully like many of you, have a memory, and we realize that they're still violating your most basic human rights and civil liberties when you go through the TSA screening process when you're extorted for the pre-check or when you are patted down, when you are, in some cases, essentially sexually assaulted. So about 3,000 people complain about those things. It used to be a lot more, but most people forgot. That's 3,000 a year. That's not a lot, though, compared to how many people fly every single day out of all the airports, but it's still 3,000. It's a lot more than all the transgender complaints. Okay, So since transgender people make up like 0.7% of the population, And since most people now who say they're transgender are actually a biological sex and they just wear different clothing because it's a political statement and it gives them some kind of moral superiority, it's a virtue, you know, most of the people that are complaining are probably not actually technically transgender. But the focus is on the tiny few that complain because they're transgender instead of the far more, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of times more people who complain about civil rights issues. Again, we've forgotten. We don't care. Touch me. Pat me down. Dump my bag out. Put it through the little luggage car wash. Put me in the TSA naked body scanner. Grab my groin. Grab my genitals. Touch my kid. Fill up my wife. Whatever you want to do. It's okay because you're keeping me safe. You're keeping the airport secure. You're fighting those terrorists. And it's also very effective at, well, doing nothing but eroding basic human rights and, you know, human dignity. Instead of focusing on that, no, we're going to focus on the one person who is a man with long hair who says, I'm a woman. That's the main issue at the airport, folks. In an effort to lower that number, the agency is spending $18.6 million on non-binary screening systems. Okay, so hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's Members rewind that. the LGBTQ plus community. So there are 26,000 complaints roughly every year to the TSA. Civil rights complaints make up about 3,000 complaints. Okay. There's 128 transgender complaints. So the TSA is spending how much money? In an effort to lower that number, the agency is spending $18.6 million on... 18.6... Try to figure this out with me, Okay. The TSA is spending $18.6 million of your money for transgender screening processes because 128 people complained last year. $18.6 million because 128 people complained. Where is the money 
Where is the acknowledgement for the 3,000 people that complained over civil rights issues? And the media doesn't even care. CBS just shows you, yeah, 3,000 civil rights complaints, 120-something transgender complaints. So they're gonna, it makes sense they're going to spend $18 million. Well, why not? They need to get that 128 number down. The 3,000, that doesn't matter. But the 128, that's got to go. LGBTQ plus community. In an effort to lower that number, the agency is spending $18.6 million on non-binary screening systems. After roughly one year of testing, Bonilla is confident the sharper image technology will reduce the number of physical pat-downs happening at TSA checkpoints. Hey, this technology should really be gender neutral. You know, it, it really should be, and, and we're there. Small says this is a good step, but it can't come without training and education for agents. One TSA agent offered for us to do the scan again, um, while the other was very adamant that they were going to do a pat down in that moment. Uh, so I think there is some discrepancies based on which TSA agent you are seeing. So it just affects transgender people. When I get patted down, nobody cares. Okay, maybe you guys care. And maybe it's funny when I play the audio of me asking the questions and arguing with the people, but nobody cares otherwise when I get patted down. Nobody cares when senators get patted down. Nobody cares when congressmen get patted down or detained for that matter. But when a woman or a man who is pretending to be a woman gets patted down and when the TSA says we get 128 complaints every single year, even if it was every single day, doesn't matter because what happens? Well, they don't really, they don't really give a damn about the thousands of civil rights, you know, violations. They just care about the trans people. Let's rewind that. Let's listen to that again. We've operated the system is specifically based on blue button if the individual is perceived by the officer to be male. That's nature. Pink button if the individual is perceived um, by our officer to be female. That's nature. Now, granted, some people don't always look male or female, and that's not a discriminatory thing. Um, but I find it interesting how we rely so heavily on technology. We rely on this technology to stop the terrorists, and yet it can't identify male, female, and it gets confused. I guess the AI really isn't that smart. Does that mean it's more likely that transgender or gender non-conforming individuals get lagged? That's correct. That's what we've seen. Data shared with us by TSA shows of the 26,000 screening complaints they receive annually, just more than 6% are from members of the LGBTQ plus community. In an effort to lower that number, the agency is spending $18.6 million on non-binary screening systems. So why lower the 3,000 civil rights complaints? That's okay. Let's lower the 6%, which is like less than 200 actual reports of transgender people that have reported they feel discriminated against. You know, my complaint doesn't matter, right? Because I'm not homosexual. Your complaint doesn't matter because you're not homosexual. But if you're homosexual and complain, they're going to spend $18 million dollars to solve the problem because they care. And remember, it's not just gender bias. It's also, well, it's racist too. To expand their facial recognition software at security checkpoints, that technology already being used at 16 major airports, including SeaTac. It quickly verifies your passenger photos to cut down on wait times, but critics worry that the system is racially biased and inaccurate. So the system of, 
The system of screening is sexist and gender biased and transphobic. The facial recognition, that's Fox 13, that's recent, like three days ago, but this was updated a day ago, this a particular video article. Um, it's racist. So the things we do to stop the terrorists are actually racist, sexist, and transphobic. Remember like the five people who were concerned when this all started, when people who were usually um, just because you dress a certain way doesn't mean that you're a Muslim, but usually people that were Muslim or Arab were pulled out of line and, and looked at. And, you know, that was, you know, essentially racial and religious, if you will, profiling. And there were like five people who cared about that. Uh, today, that doesn't matter. We don't do that anymore. The machines now are racist. The process itself is transphobic. I mean, if the computers can't figure this transgender stuff out, then how are we supposed to figure it out? So instead of addressing the civil rights violations, civil liberty violations, they're, they're actually civil liberty violations, not civil rights. Instead of addressing those violations, they're going to address the 120-something people that complained who are transgender and spend $18 million on it. Where does that money come from? Eight Crazy Flights tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. A lot more after this. Subscribe to the show. Buy a book. www.thesecretteachings.info We'll be back. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info if you're looking for a great gift that keeps on giving this year check out one of my four books for the holiday season occult arcana is a monumental collection of esoteric and occult lore the technological elixir looks at ufos demonology in the music industry and the soul and spirit in relation to modern technology Liberty Shrugged, my new book, takes you on a historical journey through the concepts of natural liberty and provides a different angle on the American Revolution. Food philosophy explores food industry propaganda, advertising tricks, and geoengineering. Get all four books only at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. That's thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Hello. 
folks, this is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings, excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call out to the follow back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi everyone, this is Mark Passio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Help Wanted. The TSA needs your help to protect America's national security. As a lightly trained TSA officer, you'll get a plastic badge. Oh yeah, you rock. But that's not all. No education needed. No IQ too low. Not even yours. And as a federal TSA officer, you get to harass everyone around you. Just like you did in high school. Yo, check this out. You also get to feel some genitals. No, not your own. Other people's genitals. Plus, you're fully authorized by Janet Pat Napolitano. <laughs> Undress innocent travelers where there are no security cameras and no limits to your awesome power. Your work environment is always comfortably warm thanks to the ionizing radiation being constantly emitted by X-ray machines and naked body scanners. But don't worry, even if you do get cancer, we've got government health care for you for all the psychiatric drugs that turn you into a complete psychopathic criminal. That's even more awesomer. Hey, power-tripping perv, do you enjoy undressing little boys and girls like a bitch? Football coach. Do you like to detain U.S. Senators? Do you appreciate portable electronics that slide easily into your pockets? Have you ever wanted to see what's really hiding in Grandma's diapers? Well, now's your chance, perfect scum. Join the TSA and we'll give you a badge, a uniform, and an ego trip the size of the federal budget deficit. You are listening to the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. It's even more awesomer. Who represent the security elite, the last line of desperate defense against terrorists that are hiding everywhere. We think they might even be hiding in your underwear. So turn off the Xbox and put down those glazed donuts and stop masturbating to internet porn. Experience real life porn with the naked body scanners only at the TSA. That's right. Get out of your parents' basement and join the elite. Your country needs your help to destroy the Bill of Rights and secure our freedom. One scroll at a time. Apply now, you pathetic loser. At TSA.gov. You get a uniform, a badge, and an ego the size of the federal budget deficit. TSA Help Wanted. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I think that is an old natural news thing that uh, Mike Adams put together a very, very long time ago. Uh, I think that's in my file here from 2012, 2013. 
Used to play that on the show too. Tonight it is Eight Crazy Nights here on The Secret Teachings or Eight Crazy Flights. I've flown eight times in the last like five, six years. I don't fly a lot, but I do it on occasion. My most recent flight flew out to Pennsylvania for a wedding, recorded my interaction with the TSA officer, and while I was arguing with the TSA officer, my fiance Hope was also getting a pat down because we both opted out of the millimeter wave scanners. And it turns out, ironically, later on, we found out that she forgot to take her keychain apart from work, and she literally had a box cutter on the keychain, and those agents at about 5 o'clock in the morning when nobody else was in line, missed the box cutter on her key ring. I mean, it's, it's actually it's pretty hilarious. And yet they chose to pat us down and ignore the box cutter. Why? Because as the officers always tell me, this isn't about making sure you don't have anything on your body. It's about touching you. That's what it's about. Can't take your shirt off. Can't take your pants off. That's inappropriate. But we will touch you in front of other people. That is appropriate because it's the assumption that you are guilty. You're not innocent until proven otherwise. You are guilty until proven otherwise. And now the TSA has quietly announced that they will be expanding facial recognition technology in major airports to, quote, verify a passenger's identity simply by using computers. Now, this is an opt-in service that you have to sign up for after you've paid the TSA's extortion pre-check, hundred-something dollars for pre-check, uh, their pre-check policy, pre-check system. Although the TSA claims they keep none of your information on record, they both contradict that claim since a photo must be kept in their system and in the custom system for biometric scanning purposes. Even if they keep it in the custom system and not the TSA system, the TSA still has access to the custom system, so they're still able to access those photographs. Otherwise, how do they give you the green Chinese social credit score checkmark if you have been approved to board the plane? They also boldly lie because this is the same thing they told us about the naked body scanners. Don't call them naked body scanners or millimeter wave scanners. Okay, millimeter wave scanners, whatever you want to call them. But those millimeter wave scanners, which millimeter wave technology is the same as 5G essentially, and it uh, affects the skin directly. They always tell you, oh, it's the same amount of radiation you get on a plane. Okay, but, you know, I'm flying on that plane for several hours. And at least I'm inside of a container. If I go through that machine, this is what you tell them, by the way, when they give you that nonsense, oh, it's the same amount of radiation you get flying on a plane. Okay, well, I'm flying on a plane inside of a container, and it's a at, at minimal you know, it's an hour and a half flight. That's like the average, what the average flight, like an hour and a half, two hours, depending on where you're going. You don't get on a big plane to fly 30 minutes. So you're inside of a container and you're flying for a lengthy period of time, usually. Okay, this machine is not that. This machine is usually bare skin and it happens in a matter of seconds. Okay, that's different than flying in a container for two, three, four, five hours. All right, so... First and foremost, when they give you that, that's what you give back to them. Second of all, the Transportation Security Administration lied about those scanners because they told us we don't keep those pictures. Turns out they were keeping those pictures. People got 
in trouble because they were asking uh, celebrities to sign the pictures. Remember that? Back in 2011, TSA implemented a new software because, well, the full body scanners were taking naked pictures. So this new software eliminated those naked pictures. You can look that up if you'd like to. Defense Media Network is one of the articles that came up when I looked it up. So they weren't keeping the pictures, but they actually were keeping the pictures. And then they had to implement a new software to stop the usage of those pictures, right? So it doesn't doesn't really make any sense why anybody would believe the TSA that they're not keeping the photographs that they use for the biometric scanner. But then again, they tell you, oh, well, you know, we, we just um, we just look at the customs system, right? We look at the custom system. Okay, well, if you have access to the custom system, then you have access to the photographs on file. It's just, you got to think a little bit, right? When it, It's like, I always tell people this, it's when a company says, we don't sell your information, they may be telling the truth. They don't sell it, but they might trade it. They might give it away. They might leak it. Right. If if I own a company and you own a company and we got, you know, Bob over here who comes to your company and says, I don't want to want to give any information because I don't want you to sell it. And you say, well, we don't sell it. He says, oh, okay. well, if you don't sell, I guess I'll give you the info. Well, that's fine. But what you didn't tell Bob was you trade information with with my company. So I get Bob's phone number. You get his address. We exchange it. Now we have Bob's phone number and address. That's what companies do. They trade, they share, they leak it, they give it away. They don't necessarily sell it. They don't necessarily make a profit off of your information in that way. You know? Remember OSI Systems Incorporated? Anybody remember that? Write that down. OSI Systems Inc. They're the company that sold the TSA those body scanners. Think about that. Remember who is a major shareholder in OSI Systems at the time of the company selling those body scanners? Michael Chertoff. Oh, remember Michael Chertoff? Anybody remember Michael Chertoff? One of the first agents of the Israeli intelligence agency. He was a Mossad guy. Under the Bush administration, Michael Chertoff sold It's the former U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security sold the body scanners to the airports and made bank. Remember that name, Michael Chertoff, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-C-H-E-R-T-O-F-F. Michael Chertoff sold those systems to the TSA from a company that he was a shareholder in while he was at the Department of Homeland Security. Kind of sounds like, I don't know, to me, a little bit of a conflict of interest. But we don't know what those words mean anymore. Former U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security, major investor in OSI systems that happened to make those body scanners. I mean, Michael Chertoff was also one of the architects of the Patriot Act, which was used to justify those scanners. And then OSI Systems, Inc. made a lot of money. So it's not really about safety and security. It's not really about effectiveness. They tell us the scanners, the biometric facial recognition systems, vaccines, antivirals, elections, they're all safe and effective. They're all secure. None of these things could ever hurt you or 
violate your rights or do anything to aggress against you. Again, the TSA said, we won't keep those pictures. Well, they might not, but they look at the customs pictures. That's how they identify you with the facial recognition. The TSA assumes you are guilty until you are proven innocent by their crackerjack team, by their space cadet team of, in some cases, convicted criminals, uh, pedophiles, thieves, rapists, people like that. And that's not an opinion. That is a fact. There's even a congressional report on it. So the TSA, kind of like Disney and kind of like the Catholic Church, they like to hire people like that. I mean, what person in their right mind would work for the TSA and do those things to people unless that's how they felt? I've actually had TSA agents when I refused to participate in the screening process, and uh, I always tell them they're meeting resistance as soon as they touch me. I get a lot of those, um, or I've gotten a lot of those agents. I don't know. It's like, it's like it might be a 50-50 split for me the last eight times I flew, um, where they don't really give me the pat down. They just kind of glide over and they tell me, I'm really sorry, but this is my job and I have to do it. I mean, I might not overall respect that, but I can respect the fact that if that's what they're doing to you know, put food on the table and support their family, if, that's, if they have a family to support, if that's what they're doing, um, at least they have the wherewithal to recognize this is wrong and I'm not, I'm not really going to do it. I've had agents tell me that before. So not everybody is a piece of garbage that works at the TSA, but you know what? Some of the TSA agents are pieces of garbage. They're power-tripping perverts, as the montage said. Perverts, 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 perverts. They are power-tripping perverts. A badge, a uniform, and an ego. Power trip the size of the federal budget deficit. You'll get a plastic badge. Oh, yeah. It's even more awesomer, right? I shouldn't name the show that. Everything is awesomer. Everything is awesomer. Everything is cool when you get detained. We have become so accustomed to these checkpoints, so accustomed to these pat-downs, so accustomed to these body scans, so accustomed to detainment, that it's hardly a matter of realization anymore, let alone concern, let alone interest for anybody. I mean, we don't even remember what it was like to fly without these things. And now it's just like, well, it keeps us safe. Really? It keeps us safe from what? All the underwear bomber and the shoe bomber. You mean the guy that was put on the plane by the FBI? All of this was sold to us when we were terrified, traumatized, and terrorized after 9-11. I told you to write that name down, Michael Chertoff. Remember Michael Chertoff? Michael Chertoff at the Department of Homeland Security, a major investor in OSI systems. Michael Chertoff, the former U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security, is the guy who sold those systems to the transportation Security Administration. And Michael Chertoff, who sold those systems, was also a dual agent working for a foreign government known as Israel. That's not a conspiracy. Michael Chertoff is a proud Zionist, worked for the state of Israel while being the Secretary of Homeland Security, invested in the company that after he wrote the Patriot Act, justified the selling of the machines that he invested in to the TSA. Conflict of interest. We've forgotten what that means. Look it up. Now, beyond Michael Chertoff, now the TSA is saying we need facial recognition scanners. Last year, 
and now they're updating it this year. This is last year's announcement from NBC News. And then I'm going to play you the announcement that was just made a couple of days ago over the weekend. Uh, this is an updated uh, video from Fox 13. So I got the NBC News last year, Fox 13 this year. And, well, this will sort of transition into uh, an underlying inconsistency in what is the new public concern over, because there's new public concern over this TSA, this whole TSA process. Rather than a violation of civil liberties and civil rights, it's become an LGBTQ thing, which I don't like talking about, but they're the ones making it about this. So let's listen to NBC 2021, and then we'll listen to Fox 13 2022, and then that will tell us about why people are concerned suddenly again with the TSA. Just in time for the holiday travel rush, Delta Airlines and the TSA taking facial recognition to the next level. State-of-the-art technology rolling out here in Atlanta, also Detroit. Make sure you put your mask on, Tom. In, no more scanning your paper ticket or mobile boarding pass. All you'll need is your face. Passengers will check in using the phone app with their passport photo on file. Once here, no need to show your driver's license to an agent. Simply walk up to the kiosk, drop your mask. The camera then compares your face with the photo on file and spits out your bag tag. Put the bag on the belt and... Off it goes. To join the program, you must be a Delta SkyMiles member and have TSA pre-check. Then just upload your passport. Security checkpoints also get easier. Once you're in the TSA pre-check lane, you simply walk up to the camera, take off your mask. And come on through. And you're through. The TSA says biometric scanners are faster and more accurate than manually checking IDs, speeding passengers through airports and onto planes. When you show up at your gate, no phone, no ticket. You simply walk up to the camera, take off your mask. Welcome aboard, sir. You're done. A lot of people may be concerned about their photograph in your system for privacy reasons. Absolutely. We, in fact, do not store any imagery of any customer. All we do is once this kiosk takes your photo, it maps that photo with what Customs has in their database based on your passport information. Soon, Delta and the TSA plan to expand to New York's LaGuardia Airport, Minneapolis, LAX, and other hubs. So this was 2021. They tested this in Atlanta, then New York. Then they went to a couple of other places, Minneapolis, LAX. And this year, they're announcing that they're expanding the facial recognition technology. 16 airports now utilizing this technology. Take a listen. TSA planning to expand their facial recognition software at security checkpoints. That technology already being used at 16 major airports, including SeaTac. It quickly verifies your passenger photos to cut down on wait times, but critics worry that... The now, what do the critics worry about? Here's the question. Personally, I don't like to be assumed to be guilty of something and then have to be proven innocent. I don't like to have to be touched every time I take a flight, which is rare. I don't like to be detained so that my bag can be dumped out after I've carefully packed it. I don't like that the U.S. federal government trained the very people that we use to justify going through these processes. I don't like that Michael Chertoff, who worked for Israel, former U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security, who co-authored the Patriot Act, in part, was responsible for selling 
these body scanners to airports. They started in Orlando. I was living there at the time. I've got the original news article, actually, uh, the physical newspaper in a, in a bag here in the studio in my little file system. I don't like the Michael Chertoff, who had investments in those companies, who wrote the Patriot Act, partly justified the selling of those products that he had investments in to the TSA based on that story of 9-11. And I don't like that I have to watch other people pat it down. But what's the big issue here? Is it facial recognition? Is it the pat-downs? Is it the millimeter wave scanners? No, it's not radiation. It's not a violation of due process. It's not a violation of most basic human rights. It's not a violation of you know your personal security being touched, being groped, being molested. None of that matters to anybody anymore. What matters is the technology is racist. The system is racially biased and inaccurate. TSA telling the Washington Post that experts are working on a project that will help cut down on the number of people who are misidentified. So it's racist. The technology isn't just ridiculous. It isn't just insane. It isn't just, I don't know, kind of like um, some kind of science fiction dystopian nightmare. The technology is just, it's racist. Why? Because it's racially identifying people in ways that imply that they might be guilty of something. That's the concern, apparently, that people have, or at least that's the concern that the media tells us that people have. This is Fox 13. It's a very short little clip. Listen to it again, please. And their facial recognition software at security checkpoints. That technology already being used at 16 major airports, including SeaTac. It quickly verifies your passenger photos to cut down on wait times, but critics worry that the system is racially biased and inaccurate. TSA telling the Washington it's racially biased and inaccurate. It's not just inaccurate, it's racially biased as well. Okay, now WCAX Channel 3 CBS News has this to report, and this is a longer video. We played some of it earlier. WCAX Channel 3 CBS, they tell you that it's not only racist, it's also transphobic. Now, I want you to pay attention to this news report because they say that the TSA is spending 18, almost $19 million. This is not an exaggeration, literally because less than 200 people complain to the TSA with the belief that what they experienced by being patted down was discrimination because they are part of the LGBTQ community. I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. That's what this news report's about. But the other thing that's really weird is a few hundred complaints, less than 200, is justification for the TSA to spend almost $19 million. I think it's 18.6. But the 3,000-plus civil rights complaints, which must be gross violations and just outright molestation that they receive annually, which is much less than they used to because people have just become accustomed to this, Nobody's concerned about that. The TSA isn't spending $18.6 million to fix the civil rights problems. They're spending $18.6 million to make it more gender fluid and friendly. Not my opinion. Listen to this from CBS Channel 3, WCAX. 
Yes, I'm Christina Gesford. Is airport security technology inherently gender biased? The Transportation Security Administration tells us the answer is yes. That means the screening process is more challenging for transgender and non-binary folks than cisgender travelers. Channel 3's Rachel Mann has been digging into this issue and joins us live from the Burlington Airport with what she's learned. Rachel Before we go to Rachel Mann, who has a very sexist and very transphobic name, M-A-N-N. I would like to ask and propose this question. How is it that suddenly TSA screening is transphobic and gender biased? We've been going through these systems and it's not just facial recognition. We've been going through these systems now for more than a decade and a half. Okay. And there have been transgender people living in the United States of America, which is where we have a lot of these systems employed, don't have those in Europe and largely in parts of Canada from where I've been. I went to Nova Scotia. They didn't have them. They didn't really have those there either. So maybe they do now. But when I flew like seven years ago to Nova Scotia, they didn't have that stuff. So what is happening that suddenly so many people are being misidentified as transgender? Is it maybe because they're not really transgender? They're just big fat guys in wigs because that's usually, well, I mean, they even show you one of these people in the video. It's just a, it's a big thick guy in a wig, or maybe he grew his hair out. I don't know. Uh, it's a big hairy guy who looks like he's supposed to be a woman and the machine. I can't figure it out. I thought I was, I guess I have something in common with artificial intelligence. I can't figure it out either. I don't know what's going on either. It's just suddenly though, this happens just suddenly. Now we're going to Rachel Mann, the very gender bias, sexist name. Christina, the technology currently used by TSA takes a very binary approach to screenings. This means that non-cisgender individuals are much more likely to be pulled aside for often embarrassing physical pat-downs. One lawmaker with first-hand experience is calling for change. Before we go to that lawmaker, who is an actual man, not a woman, before we go to that lawmaker, though, my other question is, why is it when I get patted down, when I opt out, of the scanner. It's not embarrassing. But when a man dressed like a woman opts out, it's embarrassing. Or when the machine can't identify the man or the woman, then it's embarrassing. Why isn't it embarrassing when every single day, tens of thousands of people are molested by the TSA, are patted down by the TSA, have their bags dumped out, are detained by the TSA over nothing? Why is that? It just is embarrassing when it happens to someone who says, I'm LGBTQXYZABCDEFG, one, two, three, plus, divided by one, plus three. As I went through the scanner, the alert went off that uh, the TSA agents needed to check uh, my groin area. Winooski Representative Taylor Small is Vermont's first transgender legislator. She says every time she flies out of the Burlington airport, she's pulled aside for a physical pat-down, most recently in November as she left for D.C. Everyone knew. I knew exactly what was happening. The TSA agents knew what was happening in that moment, and yet they felt the necessity to go through that protocol nonetheless. Small tweeted about her experience receiving dozens of public and private responses from people who can relate to the experience. It really is an uncomfortable process, and I felt very lucky that at the time there were not a lot of folks traveling, that it wasn't this public affair. It's an uncomfortable process for everybody. It's an uncomfortable process for old, young, middle-aged, man, woman, 
overweight, underweight, and in between. It's an uncomfortable process, whether you're a Christian, a Jew, a Muslim, a Buddhist. It's an uncomfortable process for everybody, including TSA agents. It's not just uncomfortable for someone who pretends to be a woman. It's not just uncomfortable for someone who says, I'm LGBTQ, so anything that happens to me is a result of gender bias creating this moral superiority, this, this, this idea that you have it worse off because of your sexual or gender identification. It's ludicrous. But they say it's not about civil rights. It's about racism and gender bias and transphobia and all, all that. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us for the last segment coming up after this break. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. If you're looking for a great gift that keeps on giving this year, check out one of my four books for the holiday season. Occult Arcana is a monumental collection of esoteric and occult lore. The technological elixir looks at UFOs, demonology in the music industry, and the soul and spirit in relation to modern technology. Liberty Shrugged, my new book, takes you on a historical journey through the concepts of natural liberty and provides a different angle on the American Revolution. Food philosophy explores food industry propaganda, advertising tricks, and geoengineering. Get all four books only at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. That's thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Thanks, Ryan. This is David Knight with thedavidknightshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teaching. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. You put your shoes in this, you put your bag in that You put your personal items in a tiny plastic bag I do the pokey pokey and I touch you all around That's what it's all about Hi, I'm from the TSA The only government agency that can check the status of both your flight and suppository Not familiar with TSA security regulations? Well, come on! You put your arms like this, you spread your legs like that We send the pictures back and maybe through the internet We do the pokey pokey and we touch you all around That's what it's all about. And while we check out pictures of your naked body, we're also checking out the contents of your bag. Ooh, looks like somebody's about to wage a jihad against plaque. Please put your shoes in this. Please go take off your shoes. It seems we can't communicate with anything that's wearing shoes. We do the pokey pokey and we touch it all around. That's what it's all about. And if you're not comfortable with the government taking naked pictures of your body, no problem. Here's how you opt out. 
you put your rights in that, your dignity in this. I rub you up and down because you don't want the naked pics. I do the pokey pokey and I touch you all around. That's you are listening to the Secret Teachings Radio. And here at TSA, we're always in. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Terrorists profiling procedures like these. We touch a kid like that. We grope a kid like this. We touch them up and down because they might be terrorists. We do the pokey pokey. It's even more awesomer. The TSA pokey pokey. Final segment tonight of the Secret Teachings. We're going to go right back into this video from WCAX Channel 3 CBS, where instead of focusing on the thousands of civil rights complaints that the TSA receives annually, on average it's about 3,000 plus, instead we're focusing on the less than 200 from people that claim that they've been discriminated against because of their gender. This article above the video even says, TSA working to fix gender-biased technology. And as I played you the video from the other day, Fox 13, TSA plans to expand facial recognition technology. They're doing this again, and people have concerns, not because it's facial recognition, but because it's racist they literally say that it's it's racist uh technology uh whatever that means but here's that clip it's a very short clip Uh, i'll play you the racist technology and then i'll play you the gender bias technology if you want links to any of this email me at rdgable at yahoo.com that's rdgable at yahoo.com or tst radio at protonmail.com I also have these linked up on our show promo over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Here's Fox 13. It's all racist. Planning to expand their facial recognition software at security checkpoints. That technology already being used at 16 major airports, including SeaTac. It quickly verifies your passenger photos to cut down on wait times, but critics worry that the system is racially biased and inaccurate. It's racially biased and inaccurate. It's not just inaccurate. It's racially biased. Everything has to be racially motivated or gender motivated. Here is the story from WCAX CBS Channel 3, starting off where we left off in the last segment in this segment. At the time, there were not a lot of folks traveling, that it wasn't this public affair. TSA's Executive Director for Traveler Engagement, Jose Bonilla, says this isn't a new trend. Step right up, please. The way that we've operated the system is specifically based on blue button if the individual is perceived by the officer to be male, pink button if the individual is perceived um, by our officer to be female. Does that mean it's more likely that transgender or gender non-conforming individuals get flagged? That's correct. That's what we've seen. Data shared with us by TSA shows of the 26,000 screening complaints they receive annually, just more than 6% are from members of the LGBTQ plus community. So transgender sexual orientation. It's, it's literally less than 200. But hey, that's where all the money's going. What money, you might ask? Well, the TSA is spending 18 plus million dollars to solve those issues, but the civil rights violations, which affect you, whether you have a penis or not, whether you identify as having a penis or being a penis, perhaps, perhaps you are a penis, I don't know, uh, then the TSA doesn't care about that. 
They just care about transgenders, apparently. In an effort to lower that number, the agency is spending $18.6 million on non-binary screening systems. After roughly one year of testing, Bonilla is confident the sharper image technology will reduce the number of physical pat-downs happening at TSA checkpoints. Hey, this technology should really be gender neutral. You know, it, it really should be, and, and we're there. Small says this is a good step, but it can't come without training and education for agents. One TSA agent offered for us to do the scan again, um, while the other was very adamant that they were going to do a pat down in that moment. See, I believe in science. All right. We believe in science on this show. If someone is pretending to be a woman or pretending to be a man, you cannot force me to say that you are a man or a woman simply because you wear a dress or simply because you put on some flannel. How do you think that affects, I don't know, homosexual people in general anyway? Like, aren't there usually like butch lesbians? But I guess you can't even do that anymore because that's personifying a negative male toxic stereotype, right? You can't force me to call you something that you're not. I mean, it would be the equivalent of putting on, going down to the Halloween store, getting a Jack Sparrow costume and telling me you're a pirate. And you identify as a pirate, so you have to take your bird and your sword through the TSA checkpoint. Sir, you can't get on a plane. Ma'am, you can't get on a plane with a sword. Yeah, but I identify as a pirate, and I need my sword on the plane. And it's not ma'am or sir, it's R. I'm not calling you a pirate. You're not a pirate. You're a person in a costume. That's what these people are. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't people that truly have feelings deep down inside that they are something else. And those people usually don't want to talk about it because it's embarrassing. Usually don't want to talk about it because it's a confusing thing. Okay, people like this, this person uh, that they've been interviewing here for this Channel 3 segment, this representative from Vermont, is clearly one of those people who has mental, uh, mental problems who has used their mental illness because it's a virtue today to get into government and then complains that they get pulled aside and get patted down. Well, hey, mister, I do too. I get patted down every time I go through the TSA and it's embarrassing and it's a joke and I have to fight with these people and argue with these people and embarrass them. I embarrass them in turn. I take my shirt off. Oh, don't take your shirt off. It's embarrassing, sir. There's kids around. Well, then don't grab my genitals then. But no, it's just affecting you if you're transgender, right? It only affects you if you're transgender. So I think there is some discrepancies based on which TSA agent you are seeing. Dana Kaplan, executive director of Outright Vermont, says when policies and procedures target trans or non-binary individuals, it creates health and safety risks. How are these people going to fight in a war? I, you look at look at these people. It is that level of barrier. Look at and this guy. Exclusion that leads to. I could blow him over like this. <laughs> people not being able to live their lives um, with self-determination and joy. Really? Really? W without self-determination and joy because you get patted down at the airport, what about every other person, man, woman, child, old, young, that gets patted down at the airport every single day because they refuse to go through Michael Chertoff's OSI Patriot Act systems? Don't those people matter? Doesn't it affect us in the same way? They're, they're literally saying that if you identify as LGBTQ, whatever that means, you are more important. You are special and you'd need more rights and more attention than the average person, which rather than showing empowerment indicates incredible weakness. 
Kaplan and Small both hope the improvements to technology at airports nationwide will benefit trans and non-binary individuals, but the dialogue surrounding these types of policies needs to stay open. Our collective understanding of gender has shifted over time, and it is the responsibility of those in power to get caught up to the reality of what life is like for people these days. By updating policies, what we're doing is making these more accessible for all Vermonters. Everyone should be able to access things such as being able to fly out of their local airport. But you can fly out of your local airport. Nothing is stopping you from flying out of your local airport. You have to be extorted. You have to be touched. You have to have your bags dumped out. But that happens to people no matter if they have a penis, a vagina, if they have both, or if they have a wig on. It happens to everybody. Nothing is stopping you from flying except the TSA. And the TSA is touching everybody equally. They're an equal opportunity molestation service. And they're going to touch everybody, old and young, regardless. The company making the new technology will start rolling it out to airports in January. In the meantime, those who think that a TSA agent may have incorrectly assumed their gender can ask to be rescreened before a physical pat down has been deemed necessary. So I identify as someone who's already been patted down and I'm just going to walk right through the TSA checkpoint from now on. Don't you assume my race? Don't you assume my gender? Don't you assume whether I've been patted down or not. I identify as someone who's already been patted down, who's already been through the scanner, who's already been approved to board the plane. So please step out of the way. That's what I identify as. I identify as a person who's already been patted down. I identify as a person who can bring a bottle of water through the TSA checkpoint because I'm not spending $15 for a bottle of Dasani inside the airport. I identify as someone who's already been approved for pre-check. That's how I identify. Don't you tell me I can't identify like that. I, I, I'm dead serious. I identify as someone who's already been patted down, so get out of my way. The bottom line here is the TSA has lied and lied and lied and lied and lied. The TSA actually seems to be run by people that are a few brain cells short of being able to function in civil society. The Transportation Security Administration routinely hires people that are criminals like the church, Catholic Church in particular, like Disney, people that are sexu- have been convicted of sexual assault, uh, of, of molestation, that, that people that are pedophiles. This is not my opinion. There's congressional reports on this going back over a decade because the average person couldn't sit there and touch people all day unless they get off on it. That's the bottom line. By the way, If you haven't heard this yet, Cambridge Dictionary, that's right, Cambridge Dictionary. Cambridge is supposed to be, you know, prestigious. Cambridge Dictionary joins Merriam-Webster by redefining man and redefining woman. So here is what they've redefined those terms as, those words as. Are you ready for this? Uh, because if you're, if you're not sitting down, you might want to sit down. Uh, it's pretty wild. All right, so here is, here is how they've done it. A woman used to be an adult female human being. Now the definition of woman, like the definition of male, an adult male human being, they've changed it. Now man and woman is defined as an adult who lives and identifies as female through, uh, although they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. And then 
use it in a sentence, please. Okay. Mary is a woman who was assigned male at birth. Use it in a sentence, please. She was the first trans woman elected to a national office. An adult who lives and identifies as male, though they may have been identified or said to have been a different sex at birth. Thank you, Cambridge. Thank you, Merriam-Webster. They've helped to really identify these new uh, alien species that have taken over the planet. And the funny thing is, by doing that, you're actually insulting, undermining, degrading, and demeaning men and women. Because as a woman, you have an ability to do things that men can't do. You can give birth to new life. You need a man to do that, unless you're a transhumanist, and then you need a machine uh, and some, you know, maybe some sperm made out of your own cells, which they can do. But as a as a woman, you can create life, right? And you can give birth to a child. And you know, I have I have anxiety as a man just thinking about a woman giving birth. But most women, even might be painful. Most women look at it as a as a as a beautiful thing, and they don't you know feel the pain like I, I probably would. So. Women can do things and they can be strong in that way. A lot different than, you know, me, I'm like, I'm physically stronger than the average woman, but you know, the average woman is stronger in other ways. That's what make men and women, you know, sympathetic with one another compatible. Okay. So when you consider the fact that a woman has that ability and has that strength, and then you demean it by, promoting and advocating for abortion as, quote, health care, and as the only solution to any and all problems, you promote promiscuinity, you degrade and demean the female, and you essentially make abortion mandatory. It's the only option under all circumstances, because even if you kind of want the kid, the only way that you can fight inflation is by abortion. That's what Stacey Abrams said anyway. So it's undermining and demeaning and degrading the essence and the power of the divine feminine and the divine masculine for that matter to appease people who represent less than 1% of the entire world's population and appeasing those people who live in countries in the West where you don't get stoned to death, where you don't get your throat slit, where you don't go to jail for living those lifestyles like in Russia, Iran, even in China, they don't like gay people in China. They don't like feminine men in China. But in the United States, this is what happens. In the UK, this is what happens. Cambridge and Merriam-Webster, they redefine man and woman. You're not an adult female or an adult male. You are now someone who identifies and lives their life as that female or male, even if you were assigned a different sex at birth. Also, Joe Biden yesterday, while we were told that the holy grail of fusion technology has been achieved, the mainstream media was more concerned about Joe Biden signing a historic U.S. gay marriage bill into law. Let me tell you what this does, by the way. Legislation grants federal protections to same-sex couples and what the president hailed as a rights victory and a step towards equality. The U.S. Supreme Court recently overturned long-standing abortion rights, prompting lawmakers to come together to prevent a similar move against gay marriage. And the article goes on to say, this is my favorite part of the, the article, if I, can, if I can find it here. 
Let me try to search for it in the article. Yes, so the legislation, the Respect for Marriage Act, does not mandate states to legalize same-sex marriage. It simply requires them to recognize it. So it's one of those things where Congress votes to, like, make an open declaration, like, we acknowledge that, you know, water is, you know, perceived as blue, and the sky is blue, and the sun is orange and red and yellow. We, we acknowledge that. Okay. And that means what? It means nothing. So the Respect for Marriage Act does not mandate states to legalize same-sex marriage. It does require them to say, yes, we recognize it, but you don't, you don't, you know, you, we can't, we're not going to legalize it in the state. If you got married in a state that is, it is legal, um, it's recognized, but federally, but you don't actually have to recognize it in your state. So what is the point of the legislation? Nothing. It's hollow. It's meaningless. It's purposeless. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of resources. It's a waste of energy. You don't care about gay people. No, I think gay people should probably read the Respect for Marriage Act because it doesn't do anything to protect you or your marriage. It's a rubber stamp. It's a virtue signal. It positions the White House to act morally superior. We passed the Marriage Act. Vote for us. Right? Just like they have the rights to and the authority to get rid of your student loan debt, right? Well, the federal judge said can't do that. Now it's going to go to the Supreme Court. Oh, all about all those marijuana, the federal marijuana convictions. And not a single person is in prison because of marijuana only. They're in prison for other things. So not a single person was pardoned by the marijuana pardoning uh, 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 policy of the White House. Did you know that? It's all just a big act. It's all just a big joke. And likewise, once again, how does this article start? And I, I use this source intentionally, the South China Morning Post. I use this source intentionally. They got it directly from uh, the, uh, the Associated Press. The legislation grants federal protections. The U.S. Supreme Court recently overturned long-standing abortion rights. The president held this as a victory and a step towards equality. I mean, have you, have you ever read the U.S. Constitution? Have you ever read the Declaration of Independence? Do, do you know what those documents say? I mean, like, I'm dead serious. Have you ever read those? Do you know what they say? You know, we, the people of the United States, you know, the rest in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States of America and, you know, et cetera, the, the, the rest. Right. Did you know about like, I don't know, Amendment number 13, Amendment number 14, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person with its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Sounds like everybody that it didn't say white people. It said all people, everybody, everybody. That means you. That means the person next to you. That means everybody. Everybody's included. They don't have to specify individuals because are you a U.S. citizen? Yes, then you're included. But those are just words we use. I uphold the Constitution. You can't even spell Constitution. You've never read the Constitution. You've never read any of the amendments. You've never read the Declaration of Independence. Most people clearly have never read the, the Confederate Constitution. I have a whole chapter on that in my new book, Liberty Shrugged. 
If you read the Confederate Constitution, it actually says Negro slavery is protected. That's the reason those southern states largely seceded, because the federal Constitution prevented them from owning and operating slaves and plantations. Did you know that? Because they won't tell you that in history class. But if you go to the Georgia State uh, Archives, you can find a copy of the Confederate Constitution. I read through it, all the cursive text, and I found the section where it says Negro slavery is protected. And I underlined it and I scanned it and I put it in my book, Liberty Shrugged, which is available at www.thesecretteachings.info. But also that whole thing about the you know, rights and due process and life, liberty and all that stuff. All of this stuff about the TSA, the pat-downs, the screenings, the extortion for the pre-check, all of these things were sold to us when we were traumatized, terrorized, and terrified. They were sold to us by people like Michael Chertoff, who co-authored and was architect of the Patriot Act, was a dual citizen with the state of Israel, which benefited from 9-11 and the U.S.'s response officially, according to Benjamin Netanyahu, and Michael Chertoff, who owned a lot of shares in OSI Systems, Inc., which is the company that manufactured the body scanners that we used the Patriot Act in 9-11 to justify selling and implementing at airports. Trauma-induced bodily and mental control. And I'll remind you that this year is the 80th anniversary, last week actually, last Wednesday, the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. And February 15th next year will be the anniversary of Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order 9066, Execute Order 9066, which incarcerated nearly every person of Japanese descent, including U.S. citizens, in isolated camps. Roughly 120,000 largely Japanese Americans. And they were forcibly taken from their homes and taken to these camps. Now, did the United States of America do that? Or did people that don't abide by the rule of law and have no issue violating basic human rights, did they do those things? Because the answer is certainly not the former. It is the latter. The U.S. Constitution didn't give them the authority. It's people that violated the Constitution. Franklin D. Roosevelt did not uphold his duty to make sure the laws of this nation were executively executed. He violated those laws with Executive Order 9066 taking Japanese Americans and putting them into concentration camps. It's a scar in American history that we don't like to talk about. Likewise, we don't like to talk a lot about Hiroshima or Nagasaki. This was the 77th anniversary this year, August 6th, August 9th, 1945, early in the morning. Drop those bombs. Killing hundreds of thousands of people instantly. Not only that, but you know that thing called the Magna Carta, the Great Charter? That was issued by King John of England, June 15th, 1215. Well, as Europe's first major written constitution, the Magna Carta, the Petition of Right in 1628, and the Habeas Corpus Act of 1679 referred to the Magna Carta that said no free man is to be arrested or imprisoned or... This word, I I couldn't see it. It It's really small print. uh, Deceased or outlawed. 
or exiled or in any other way ruined, nor will we go against him or sin against him except by the lawful judgment of his peers or by the law of the land. Kind of sounds like the 14th Amendment. Kind of sounds like the Declaration of Independence. And yet, even though people like Abraham Lincoln, the Republican who is largely responsible for freeing the so-called slaves, I say so-called because there are different kinds of slaves, and we always think black slaves, but white indentured servants were, you know, basically enslaved long before Africans ever came to the United States as we know it. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, who was a Republican, but the Republican Congress did a lot more than Lincoln did to free slaves. They freed slaves in Washington, D.C. long before the Emancipation Proclamation. But you can read about all of that in my book, Liberty Shrugged. Abraham Lincoln famously in 1861 suspended the writ of habeas corpus, a right to be uh, brought before a judge or into a court to determine the lawfulness of the detention. Abraham Lincoln encouraged military authorities to silence dissenters and rebels. Commanders were able to detain virtually anyone considered a threat to the Union or essential military operation and and later even uh, property. So Abraham Lincoln did that. Franklin Roosevelt did that. And now we do it every single day to people. It doesn't matter if you're Japanese. doesn't matter if you're Chinese. doesn't matter if you're an American citizen. Doesn't matter if you're gay, trans, although trans people like to think they're special and they get discriminated against and they have to, to suffer the pat downs and everybody does. And rather than being concerned with civil rights violations, civil liberty violations, rather than being concerned with being molested or having your kids touched or your wife or your husband, apparently the media is only concerned with CBS, Fox News. They're concerned with racist facial recognition technology. It's not that it's facial recognition. It's biometrics. It's just, it's racist. And so is the screening process because a few hundred people complained. Instead of focusing on civil liberty violations, which are reported by the thousands annually, the TSA is looking at why facial recognition is racist and how the overall screening process is transphobic based on like a few hundred complaints annually. This is insanity. It's crazy. And I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I've got the song, Grandma Got Indefinitely Detained. Uh, (laughs) Again, this is The Secret Teachings, Gable at yahoo.com. Please subscribe to the show. It is discounted. Our subscription right now, you get the montages, you get my digital books, you get the private RSS feed, the show without ads. Please subscribe today at thesecretteachings.info. Please grab a copy of one of my books, www.thesecretteachings.info. Grandma got indefinitely detained. Grandma got indefinitely detained now. Trying to come visit Christmas Eve. You could claim she had a right to counsel, but some folks in the Congress disagree. She was flying home to our house when she got stopped by TSA. Thought she might be Abdul Mutala when they had a look at Grandma's old x-ray. Her hair had recently been colored. Paid cash for her Christmas gifts Two things apparently the Congress 
has determined might make you a terrorist. Yeah, that's real, actually. And they even said if you wear blue jeans, if you pay with cash, if you read at the airport, all indications of terrorist activity. They took her rights in order to protect her rights. The most genius plan ever in history. But see, we need to have these powers to help protect this free country. But if it takes these steps to do so, what is it exactly we are protecting? Ah. Now she's an enemy combatant. <laughs> As if that makes any sense. The only thing that she's combating is her unpredictable incontinence. Grandma got indefinitely detained now. Trying to come visit Christmas Eve. Grandma must have been trans. You could claim there's no right to due process. But check the Fifth Amendment and you'll see. And the 14th. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Don't be afraid, be informed. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast. She always wanted to live in Miami. At least now she's just 90 miles away.